the DBN Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans. Welcome to week three of the DBN Long Table. Uh, tonight, instead of introducing my host and our guest, I'd like to start out with a shout out to Josh Gordon. Thank you for trying to screw our show up last week by getting yourself kicked off the team. It didn't work. We were still awesome. <laughs> and we're going to continue to be awesome. And with that, I'd like to introduce my co-hosts. With us, as always, is Fourth. Welcome aboard, hey. pal. And our guest for the week, uh, well, for as long as he can hang out, is uh, the network's founder, sole proprietor, all that good stuff, Easy Weave. Uh, Easy's actually on his phone, so uh, this is a little, a little unique, but uh, we wanted to have him aboard, uh, mostly because of what we're about to talk about. Um, this week is the first time that we're talking about a game that actually just happened, uh, Thursday Night Football, Browns-Jets, uh, and it started out pretty horrific. Um, we had some really horrible quarterback play. We had some, uh, we had a block punt that led to seven quick points and then a long drive ensued for the Jets to put them up 14 nothing. Uh, and then we got the ball back and proceeded to go three and out again just to see our quarterback put into the medical tent and, uh, which led to uh, our number one overall pick, number six, Baker Mayfield, getting injected into the game with about two minutes left. Uh, I think all of you know what happened after that, and uh, I think it's a great point to to start on. Um, both of your reactions on I'm, I'm easy. We actually already heard your reaction, but I know you're still you're still uh, reeling in all this uh, for the last two days. But uh, what do you guys your your impressions a couple days later um, of the Baker Mayfield performance on Thursday night? Well, hopefully you can hear me a little bit better now. I, I'm it sounds like the uh, internet's a little bit more stable. Good morning, guys. Well, I should say good evening. Uh, good gentlemen. Morning, good afternoon. Yes. 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 All of that, uh, and to everybody that's listening. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I won't uh, be too much here because I want to let Fortho get in here because, like you say, I've already talked about this, but uh, one of the biggest nights in my Browns watching career, which spans almost three decades, um, I'm just out of my mind excited. I probably watched the highlights a good, uh, I don't know, four or five times since then, and I intend to um, watch more, but I, I, I'm not going to go on any further than this right now. I definitely want to hear Fort's uh, reaction to uh, what was probably among the more, if not the most, uh, impressive rookie debuts uh, ever. Uh, Fourth, though, from your perspective, because you had to come in after the fact, uh, how did you, living um, in the future, six hours ahead of us, uh, how did you uh, take in the, the uh, Mayfield performance on Thursday? Uh, first, I have to explain my entire process for, for this game because all the jinxing that's been going on was simply too much for me. So it's really hard for me not to watch a game, but I felt that I had to sacrifice. <laughs> uh, for the greater for, good? For, for the greater good. So I plan to take Friday off, watch the game, not let my girlfriend sleep, and uh, then go... Well, not go to work, but they would probably still send me stuff, so that doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, so I skipped all of that, and I, and I decided, as hard as it is for me not to watch the game, I'm not going to watch it, but I still woke up at uh, about half past 2 a.m., and I sat 
or rather I was in my bed in the dark until 6 a.m. and I was a nervous wreck but I couldn't (laughs) I couldn't uh, hold out any longer so I turned my desktop on and I and I and I saw that we won so I woke my girlfriend up Because one of the things that she keeps telling me is, why are you watching them if they always lose? So she doesn't quite get it yet. But but anyway, um, first thing I saw was the uh, the highlights that the NFL puts out right after the game. And what I saw was fantastic. I mean, uh, I think there were like... Uh, one throw that could have been intercepted in the end zone, and there was one other throw that was uh, a bit behind the receiver, perhaps. But other than those two, I, I don't think he made a single bad throw coming off the bench, not practicing with the number one team, with the first team. I mean, the, it was amazing, and he, and he, he looked like... He looked as if he has been doing this for four or five years. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked like a 10-year vet. I, he got out there, and it just, I mean, the emotion in the, in, the, in the building, not that I was there, but you could see it on TV. And if you could see it on TV, I can only imagine what it was like uh, when he got out there. Um, the team was totally different. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, we always say that, uh, you know, your quarterback makes good wide receivers. Well, we, we've had th- this this group is actually pretty good, even without Josh Gordon. And uh, he made them look significantly better because he just was he was every pass was in a, a spot where somebody could catch it. Uh, even somebody, you know, he threw maybe two passes that were tough, tougher catches. But um, I mean, he had three drops that were incredible throws. That, that throw to Callaway, the over the shoulder throw. I mean, that you. I, I remember last time I saw a quarterback drop a ball in that perfectly and have a guy just not catch it. Um, I mean, he made so many good throws. Like you said, that there might have been two, uh, you know, and really only the one stands out, the one in the end zone that just he he drilled into the, uh, the that judge safety's shoulder. Other than that, like there there wasn't a bad throw he made. Every every other throw was was a good NFL catchable throw or better. You know, and I, I mean. When the hell was the last time we saw that? Well, not only that, you know, whenever we've had a rookie quarterback that has come in to perform for their first time out, uh, regardless of how the actual game ends, we usually spend our time thinking and talking about uh, and comparing the one or two really good throws that he made. And what we're talking about here is the one, maybe two off throws, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Because the rest of them were right on target. And to me, uh, watching that game, uh, everything you just said, I couldn't agree more with both of you guys. Everything you just said, but yeah, you know, like I said, I've gone back and watched it a couple of times now. And what impressed me beyond belief, watching it live and then going back and seeing it later, it's the stuff, you know, before the snap. It's the way that he is setting up the team. It's the way that he is commanding the offense. And also, there, there I showed, I sent you guys a couple of clips earlier because rewatching it, I just got so excited about it. Everything during a draft buildup 
that we were excited about was on display. The pocket presence. There's one play where he drops back. He has a clean pocket, but the coverage is good, so it breaks down. He steps up. He runs to his right. There's a defender there, so he sidesteps him without breaking you know, his momentum to the sideline. You then see him pump fake twice and then eventually fire the ball out there to, I forget who it was, that made the catch. I think it was Duke. That was, that was Duke, yeah. yeah. Made the catch at the sideline for a first down. And a whole, like you guys said, first game, first time with the ones. Later on, you see him, he comes up to the line, and the Jets are in a defensive formation. You see him go through the process of identifying that they are doing something, a coverage that he doesn't like. So you see him change the play, get everybody else lined up. He drops back. Then you see that he's looking deep. It ends up being uh, a defensive holding penalty called on the Jets that we end up declining because he took that route underneath to Landry for a first down. It's a third down play. Yeah, and you saw that you saw him making these uh, progressions all night. The other one that I sent you guys, where you see him, I mean, it, it's it's rare that you actually see this progression this this um, succinctly because oftentimes it's kind of a subjective thing. But you actually watch his head move from the right to the left. He scans the entire field on this one uh, pass attempt, where he goes right to left, right to center to left in a in a span of about three quarters of a second, and then bam, the ball is fired out to the sidelines where it's dropped by Callaway. Yeah, I mean, I, I still like uh, that throw. Is, you can't watch that throw enough. Like, I mean, obviously it's not a catch, but I mean that that you, when when was the last time we had a guy that could do that with any kind of like consistency? I mean, that was a, that was a beautiful throw. I mean that. He, 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 he looked great. I mean, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And I, you know what? One of the things that I took away from the game is, is we're going to constantly, I mean, it's early in his career and I don't want to, I don't, definitely don't want to, you know, uh, not, not the jinx, but I don't want to throw out like, well, you know, it's, it's one game. You know what? When, when, after that first drive, he had a two minute drive when he was running a two minute offense and he got three points for us. You know, at halftime, it's, you know, every, you know, they, the, the NFL, I was watching the uh, the NFL Network halftime show, and uh, you know Reggie Bush and and Michael Irvin and and Joe are all on there, and they're talking about, you know, uh, Reggie's like, well, did you see the 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 energy and this and that? It just looks like it's, you know, it, and, and Joe Thomas's reaction was, it's one drive, you know, it, let's see what he's like under center, you know, like not being critical, but just you know, let give the kid Down a chance. Point. Exactly, as much as he possibly could. And then you know what? We kick the ball off, we get the ball back, and what happens? Mayfield starts making good throws over and over again. And he just, it didn't, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't, not that it wasn't fluky, it's just like, you know, like, all right, well, first it's a two minute offense, and then, then it's, well, let's see what he can do under center. Well, he's under center, and you see what he does. Then we put pressure on him, and you see what he does. I mean, obviously there was a couple of missteps, but everyone's going to have them. He had, he had, one, like I said, one bad throw. He had the, the fumble that was recovered by Batonio, and, and uh, you know, other than that, I mean, how many? He didn't make a bad play. He really didn't have a bad play besides those two, maybe three out of how many plays? I mean, the guy just, you know, you know, he just played phenomenal, and and it's just awesome to have uh, hope for a change, you know. Uh, you know, and, we and not just not just nebulous hope for the future, like right now hope. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, this isn't my uh, let's bash you Jackson moment, but if this guy started the first two games, we're 3-0. I, I have no doubt about it. Um, Taylor left a ton of points on the board, and Mayfield put up 21 in in just a little over 31 minutes, you know? Right. 
So, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you can say any other way that, that, that we're not sitting at least two and one if, if, uh, Taylor's, if, uh, I'm sorry, if Mayfield starts all three games. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Ford. We, we three and oh if, if, if Mayfield starts, but, um, you know, I, 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 I really wasn't really easy on this when, when he first started because we've had so many bad experiences with, with, uh, you know, newbie quarterbacks, but, um, Mayfield is different. He's special. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think they're all, everyone is different. And I think that at different times, they're all ready for different things. Like, uh, you know, Cam Newton came in and played well right from the start, you know, pretty much. Uh, but guys, other guys have come in and struggled when they first came in. And, you know, I, I think on the, on the other side of the field, the, you know, the guy that I was pretty much all about in the draft season, Sam struggled against us. I mean, I think we have a solid defense. Uh, I think he played well in the first game. He played average in the second game. I don't think he played well against us. But um, three games into his career, you see the, the ups and downs. I think that's what most rookie quarterbacks are going to go through. I'm not saying Baker's not going to have downs, but, I mean, that was the single best first game I've ever seen out of a, a, a quarterback. Without Right. Well, yeah, we, we, saw, we saw the starting point on Thursday night. Yeah. And if his, if his starting point is able to come in off the bench cold without any practice with the first team, down by 14 – and be able to calmly lift his entire team up, make plays, electrify the crowd, come back, win the game. And you realize that from that point forward, I mean, yeah, like you say, there's going to be missteps and teams are going to learn, you know, tendencies. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a career. But the starting point on this kid, uh, Fourth, you just nailed it. He's special. He's special for all of the reasons that, and you know, I, I was watching, uh, I was telling you guys, I was watching Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp and, you know, Skip went on this big thing about how he told everybody this and that about how the, I mean, look, there, there was a lot of us that could see this talent. And there was a lot of people that couldn't see the talent. And I think there's, it's understandable why. Because there was so much, you know, negative press, of, you know, the, the comparisons to Johnny Manziel, the over uh, analysis on the incident against uh, uh, KU where he, he does the crotch grab thing. And then the, you know, the, the, the med, people get enamored with measurables, talking about the height and so on. To me, it was easy for people to – I should say there, there are good reasons why people could miss how good this guy is as soon as he is, especially because, you know with the decision to start Tyrod Taylor. It's reasonable for someone to say, hey, we're going to sit the rookie because, you know, and Tyrod's a capable veteran, all that. And, and, and I look at it like there's, you know, like you guys said, the, the rookies that we've had in the past and the bad experiences we've had before. It's understandable why somebody on the outside looking in could look at that situation and, you know, and accept that he wasn't ready to go and it wasn't the right time. But for Hugh Jackson and that coaching staff, I, I, I've really been doing a lot of thinking on this for the last, well, for the whole time, but for the last couple of days, especially when it's all now really obvious for everybody to see. It, it has to be impossible to miss at some oh, yeah. point during all of this that, look, everything this kid Baker Mayfield is doing is better than what Tyrod is doing. Yeah, I mean, slack against the Tyrod Taylor because I, I love Tyrod Taylor. He's a gamer. He's a competitor, but he just doesn't have the sheer talent. He doesn't have the sheer ability 
that Baker Mayfield possesses. It had to have been obvious. So then you have to wonder, was all of this like, okay, we were willing to put up with the bad quarterback play or the less than what we had on our ability to perform quarterback play for the first two weeks because, you know, Baker fighting for this, you know, occasion and, and, and rising to it, you know, it happening the way that it did, was it all worth it for that? Was that part of some grand scheme or – was it something else? And I may have to jump off here pretty soon, guys, but I just, you know, that, that, that part of this has been on my mind the last couple of days, and I was certainly curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I kind of said my piece on the whole situation. I, I don't, I can't see how you can watch those two guys in practice for two months and anyone can come away thinking that Baker Mayfield doesn't deserve snaps with the ones. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how that can even fathom it. If, like, you know, it's just like after the game, and I, I made a bigger deal about it maybe than most people, but I knew Hugh Jackson was going to get up there and say, well, i got to watch the film. You know, I knew that was going to happen. I mean, the, if, there is no film to watch. You saw it. If you, if you had to watch film to see who played better, obviously then you don't know football. I mean, it's not – there's no if ands, or buts. Tyrod Taylor could not make the throws at all. He did not throw one good pass out of about 19. I think he had you know, one. I don't think he had one. I thought that was a great catch by Landry. That was it. Everything He had four completions, and three of them were checkdowns. You know, like he played terrible. And it's not the first – this has gone on – I mean, realistically, besides that 60-yard Hail Mary, what does he have? He's, got, he's done nothing with the offense. He's got a couple of nice scrambles, but as a, as a passing quarterback, he's been, he's been below, far below average. And to, to say that, well, we watched these two guys side by side in practice, and we think that Taylor should get not only be the starter, but he should get every snap with the ones. I, I don't understand that at all. It made no sense. It still makes no sense to me. Well, I think from this point forward, that's the way that it's going to be. And look, uh, this is uh, where I, I uh, jump off. I'll, I'll listen to you later on. Actually, uh, first-time caller, long-time listener, and I'll listen to your answer off, uh, off uh, on the air. Take care, guys. <laughs> Take it easy, easy. Goodbye. So what's your thought on that, Fork? Well, I think um, the 1-31 uh, record kind of um, – really impacted our coaching staff, I think, uh, especially if you so he, I think that's why he, plus he, I mean, he was incompetent to begin with, plus you have this uh, unprecedented um, stretch of terrible outcomes, at least, but also terrible uh, gameplay and he, I think this is what he wanted. Uh, we uh, we have discussed this on 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 the board a couple of times. That um, uh, this is kind of the perfect scenario for Hugh because his hand was forced. Um, it wasn't really the, his decision, and and it played out perfect for him because Baker played lights out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, remember, right after the first game, we started calling for, I mean, some of us got started calling for Baker, uh, and um, because it was clear that it just w wasn't working with 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 uh, Taylor, and and it, it was understandable at first uh, where why some people wouldn't want to change because the weather, blah blah blah, but after the second game, I mean, it was crystal clear that 
this just wasn't going to work. Yeah. And um, and he, I mean, he's not a world beater, but he's better than he has been playing for us these uh, two and a half games. So I, I'm not sure what's going on. I, I read today that he had, I think, three concussions with this one in the past, I don't know, 13 months. So, uh, plus, I don't know, I mean, it, Hugh feels like the opposite of a QB whisperer. It feels like he, he, he negatively impacts people somehow. And I just, I don't know, it's just, I'm a bit worried for Baker. I, I, I just hope he can uh, transcend the suckage. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess one of the things that I, I think played into this for Taylor is that, you know, like, obviously he was traded from a playoff team, which obviously they're struggling mightily right now, but that's besides the point. But uh, he came to a team that drafted a quarterback, number one, who was um, obviously the, the pressure was on to win and win right away. Um you know, Baker played well in the preseason. He knew that at some point the fans were going to be calling for, you know, for Baker to play, um, the media as well. And uh, he had to play well, and he knew that. And I, I think some of that played into some – he, he forced some of the issues a little bit, uh, you know, but I don't think we saw a typical Tyrod Taylor play over the last two and a half games. I don't think – you know, like you said, this isn't – you know, he's played better in the past. Um, he's not a great quarterback, but he plays well. It's, he's, he's been able to play well enough uh, to put up solid numbers for you know for a few years now. And um, what we're seeing, what we saw, uh, you know, I think the part of it, the part of it that contributed quite a bit was that he knew that Mayfield was was probably ready and, and probably just you know he was probably getting close to his leash uh, play wise, like you know. He, the wins clearly, I think week one and two, you know, average, you know, six turnovers in the first game and and, uh, and two or three in the second game and just a, the utter lack of scoring until a Hail Mary basically um, is pretty telling. Like, we, you know, we, you know, I think everyone was, was pretty clear that, that Tyrod left a lot of points on the board in weeks one and two and uh, he left points on the board in week three. I mean, uh, kudos to Callaway. Callaway was getting open down the field. Uh, and if not for two really short underthrows, I mean, drastically underthrown passes, he's got two 60-yard touchdowns, uh, easy, walk-in touchdowns. Uh, I know we criticized him before for the drop on, on, the, on the over shoulder, but uh, he, he, he's got some speed, and he, he was beating his man repeatedly, uh, which is, you know, a very good sign and something that we, you know, we, we definitely need a guy on the outside that can, can get down the field and get open. Um, so I guess one of the things that I know you've been harping on um, has been special teams. And I'm sure the uh, the block punt was something that was one of the first things that you saw and thought, Jesus, how are we going to, you know, what are we, you know, what are we doing? What, how, how do we fix this? Um, what was your thoughts on, on uh on Amos Jones' uh, third game as a Browns uh, special teams coordinator? Well, honestly, uh, it, it felt that he was lucky uh, because um, the uh, the block punt, I mean, in the end, it wasn't a defining moment. And and it, it, it kind of was like a uh, flashback ran through my mind. I mean, again, a running back. 
screws up yeah his blocking assignment and it was one of my favorite players to the chopster yeah uh, and uh, it, it kind of bugged me so um after that um i was watching the kicks and boy two of them were almost misses yeah <laughs> yeah and i just told you on um, in, in the facebook uh group that we have that um i mean obviously i've never kicked uh uh, like a regulation, like an NFL football, but I've being a European, I've kicked my share of pigskin, our own version of it. And the way Greg kicks the ball to me is like something's off a little bit. Yeah. He, he, he should, um, so if you want to control where the ball goes, you have to, kick more with the inside of your foot right so so if if you look at how how kickers kick they kind of uh turn their foot to the outside so that they can kick forward with the inside of their foot yeah of their foot right so the thing that greg does is he doesn't quite or at least it seems to me i mean i haven't slowed it down but it seems to me that he doesn't really twist his foot to the right enough or something something is just a little bit off so that his kicks tend to um, a little bit and they go left. Yeah. And the first field goal went right up, wide left, and then uh, like a gust of wind or whatever just pushed it inside. If you remember. Yeah. I mean, it looked. Oh my God! I thought this this was his first kick is gonna be a miss, and then just whoop goes inside. Yeah. So I'm a bit worried about that. But other than those two moments, or. or the kicks were in just two moments, but other than the kicking and the uh, the block punt, I think uh, we did okay ish. And I still think he should go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, Colquitt as a whole, he 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 punted very well. He had a couple a uh, couple punts where he pinned him inside the ten. Yeah, um, which was great. Uh, Cole was a great punter. Um, my, I, I said my piece on Chubb. I, I don't see why he's out there. Um, yeah. And special teams, he's not. You know, this is a guy that probably never played special teams, not one snap in college. Uh, I'm sure he probably only returned kicks in, in high school because nobody could tackle him. Um, but this is a guy that should be getting the ball handed to him, and he should not be out there blocking. I, there's got to be better options, um, guys that you know towards the bottom of the roster that 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 can stand out there and block. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. He's never done it before. He's probably never been asked to do it. Um, I'm not saying he can't learn, but obviously when we have an issue with it, uh, it's something that we shouldn't put somebody out there that's inexperienced. Like. like we're paying uh, Darren Fells $3 million a year. He should be the personal protector for the punter if that's the case. Like He's not there to catch the ball. He's there to block. Um, the guys who are there to run the ball and not block should be out there to run the ball. Now, I'm not saying there can't be some crossover because there, there definitely can be. But um, 
if the guy's not good at it, if he's a rookie and he's never done it before, and he's on the team for another reason, he shouldn't be out there blocking. So that's my piece on, on the whole Nick Chubb situation and the, uh, the whole special team situation. But I think overall, uh, you know, obviously the game as a whole was, a, 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 you know, I guess from the final two minutes on was a great success. Um, everyone, I mean, Larry, uh, Miles, they all played really good. Schobert had a really good game. Ward, I mean, I don't know what – you can't say enough about Ward and Randall. But, uh, you know, I, every week I watch Ward and I think, geez, I was totally wrong about this guy because he is a player. Um, his coverage is really, really good. But the thing about him is he just – he tackles and he just makes plays. I mean, that was – he just ripped that ball out of uh, – I don't – I forget who it was. Was it uh, was it Robbie Anderson? I think it was Robbie Anderson. He just ripped the ball right out of his hands. And um, just phenomenal play. I mean, you know – I, I can't say enough good things about the defense. And I think the defense played well in the first half. Um, but once they got some support from the offense and they weren't forced to be three and out and then back on the field and three and out and back on the field or, you know, five plays and back on the field, um, they really stepped their game up. And I think that obviously that, that goes, you know, that's another check mark in the Baker Mayfield column. Um, you know, the, the offense having some stability and been able to sustain a drive, even if they don't score, which they scored on almost every drive they touched the ball. But, you know, just the fact that, that the defense doesn't have to get right back out there uh, was such a uh, probably a lift for them. And the fact that they thought, well, now we got a chance to win this game, uh, they just stepped up their game and everyone played really, really well from, uh, you know, from that final two minutes on. What, did you, what were your thoughts? Anybody stand out defensively for you? Besides you know, um, the, the usual so, suspects, <laughs> besides the one you mentioned, I really liked um, the way Kindred tackled. Um, every time someone was stopped in the by uh, the defensive backfield, it was well, almost every time it was usually Kindred uh, laying the bang on someone. Yeah, he 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 put a couple big hits on him. Peppers had one big hit too. It was they they starting to hit back there. It's, it's yeah, impressive. Yeah. It's it's uh, people are going to be hurting and spend a lot of time in the cold tub after Browns games because our guys in the secondary can really bring the heat and uh, I mean I was I was kind of surprised because Ward is a good tackler I, it's I I didn't well a better tackler than I expected him to be at the pros. And he he is just so fierce somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's like he, he he's not afraid. He goes after people. I mean that that play where he ripped the ball out that was fantastic. Yeah. And I, I I remember the uh, uh, the color commentator guy like he he was already great pass and he he was kind of you know already calling it. Like great pass, the Jets are gonna move on. Oh no, ball balls out. Ward is running, and then he and then he protected the ball. That's one of the things that I'm always afraid of when I see a pass in the middle. I can, I'm, I'm, I've been so hurt by the Browns that I always expect a fumble. You know when they when they turn and start running and and they only have one hand on the ball. Yeah, I, I'm kind of crossing my fingers every time that happens. I will but, say, um, other, other than, sorry, other than Kindred, uh, Avery was doing great. 
Um, you mentioned Schubert, but also uh, 39, Mitchell. Oh, yeah, Trent Mitchell played a bit of him. I mean, uh, when, if, if Schubert didn't get his interception, Mitchell was right there. Yeah, they both were, uh, yeah. And, uh, not, uh, and then uh, I th when, when Mitchell came down with the ball at the end, um, uh, who, who, was, who was it behind him? I think it was maybe it was, Randall. It was Randall, I think, or Peppers. It was one of the two. Maybe, maybe even Curry. Who is 23? Is it TJ Curry? Yeah, Curry. So that, oh, that was... That, was it Gaines? Gaines? Maybe Gaines. Yeah. We should we should know this. We should. I don't know. I I, I was in shock the whole game. I, I I mean I was I was trying to focus as much as I could and I still haven't watched all the highlights yet, but uh yeah, the secondary was great. I mean, I think uh and this is this is a very unfair comparison, um, but Ward is reminding me of Charles Woodson a little bit. Uh I don't know if you were a, a big fan uh, or you, if you were really a football fan at this point, but uh, he was a, a corner that played for Michigan. He actually won the Heisman Trophy, uh, one of the yeah, first. I, I, I know about it because yeah. uh, I watched the uh, I watched the documentary called The Rivalry. Yeah. So, so, so you know, I'm aware. Yeah. But, Plus, yeah. I, I was already watching uh, football when they won with the Packers. Okay. Well, he spent most of his career with the Raiders. Uh, he played for the Packers for a while, went back to the Raiders. Um, he was a guy that was an excellent cover guy, but also a guy that just made plays. You know, he was always in the right place at the right time. He was a great tackler. Um, and now, obviously, now he works, I think he works for the NFL Network now, or ESPN, he does commentary or, you know, like one of those morning shows. But uh, he was, a, and Ward is reminding me of him. Like, he's not afraid of anybody. Um, he He's a great tackler. He's a very good cover guy, and I think he's only going to get better as a cover guy because um, his technique is, is just excellent. And uh, he just makes plays. He's just, he's in, he, he's got a nose for the ball. Um, you know, and, and between he and Randall, having two guys back there that can actually, you know, take the ball away, I it's phenomenal. I mean, you got to be thinking if you're the Packers, what did we give away? What what were we doing wrong with this guy? Because I mean, he didn't play this well for them, and he has just been phenomenal for us. Um, so between Ward and Randall, I'm, I mean, the secondary looks so much better than it did last year. Um, and I think it's that's just only playing into the you know the front the, the front seven playing as well as they have. Um, yeah, what's happening is is the uh, the linebackers are not playing the way we expected. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that they are playing bad, but I mean, Collins is not quite there with with where we expected him to be in terms of the quality of play. Um, and and there have been some miscues, especially in the running game. Yeah. Um, but, but really, I'm, I'm kind of splitting hairs here because they have been great uh, in terms of overall performance. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Avery is, is one of my favorite and our, I guess our favorite guys. Uh, he's just fantastic. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, did, he, did you see the pass breakup he had? I don't know if you... Yeah, if you, yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen it. I mean, I was not expecting him to be able to cover guys like that. 
You know, like I thought he was going to be, you know, in there to thump a little bit and just rush the passer. But I mean, that came, that was a, that was a hell of a play on, uh, you know, for, for a guy that, you know, first year guy that probably was never really doing that in college. I was about to say that this is one of the benefits of playing everywhere at uh, Memphis because he was everywhere. I mean, he, he, if I remember right, he played linebacker. He played uh, on the defensive line. He played uh, defensive back too. I think he he played a, a bit a few reps at safety. So he, I think he has some. I may be wrong, but I I seem to remember that he kind of has experience all over the field. Yeah. Kind kind of the way that uh, uh, was it UCF or UFC UFC who. Um, uh, who played um, who's Shaquem Griffin? Griffin, yep. Everywhere. Yeah. So uh, it feels like, uh, well, at least I remember that Avery kind of had the same deal at Memphis. But to do that same thing, sort of, at the pro level, it's still amazing. And I was yeah. surprised to see 55 stand up after that pass breakup. Yeah, that was a, it was a great play. I, I will I will agree with you that, that Collins is the one guy I would say in the defense that I would I, you know I was a little down on him last year. Obviously he was hurt, so maybe you know you you kind of wipe that away. But you know we we've known Jamie Collins to be a great player. Uh, I don't think he's been a great player as a Brown. He's been good at times, but. Um, for the most part, this week he, he had one or two nice plays, but I just, you know, there's somebody that I think you, I don't know if he's being used in a way that, that's probably best for him, but I just, he's the one guy that I guess I'm like, yeah, well, I, I'm not really sure if he's playing up to par. I, they, I will say that they, they ran the ball at Miles pretty effectively, um, so that maybe it's something that we need to address moving forward. Not necessarily Miles' fault. He's out there to, you know, to rush the pass and set his edge, but at the same point, the Jets are running on him. In uh, in passing downs, they were running, you know, or on first down. They 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 kind of attacked that 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 side of the ball um, a little bit. Uh, again, they're running through, you know, a, a solid left hand, the left side of their offensive line, and um, you know, I I'm not going to hold it against them. What we did we did a, a phenomenal job on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Sam. Sam made a couple nice throws, but for the most part, most of his yards came in, in inside wide, wide receiver screens or uh, short passes. Um, for the most, you know, do, do you think uh, the Jets are kind of going easy on him, Donald? Yeah, I think. Well, I think part of it is because I watched. I've, I've seen all three Jet games. Um, or parts of the second game, but I watched all of the first game. And I watched obviously all of this game. Um, the first game, Donald, the first play they called for him was a, was a wheel route to the opposite side of the field against his body on a rollout, which to me made absolutely no sense. And they obviously got picked for a touchdown. But um, he made some great throws in that first game, that first Lions game. He made some bad throws. I think he's, you know, what I always liked about him is he's got he's got a Rodgers esque. I'm not again not comparing him at all. What I'm saying is, on on the move outside the pocket, he's got he's he's deadly accurate and he makes really big plays when he's moving outside the pocket, especially to the right. Um, but if you watch him, they they really didn't do any of that. They did it maybe two times, and I think he completed both of those passes. A lot of stuff that they were working with him was was uh, you know wide receiver screens or stuff underneath. And I think that kind of played into our strengths. Um, 
you know, we tackle well, our corners tackle well. So wide receiver screens, even with the, you know, I, what I thought was some serious offensive pass interference, um, I still think we held them in check on a lot of those plays. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I expect a little bit more from Ball, but I knew he was going to struggle at points in this year. Uh, he's just, you know, he's 20 years old. He's got a ways to go, but uh, he's still he's still a really a top-notch prospect. And to see Baker play so much better than he did uh, is just you got to question why are we starting? Why are we starting that guy? You know, why are we not starting that guy? And they have no issue starting their guy, especially when we'd be starting our guy on a team that has a lot more talent, uh, especially at the skill positions. So. Um, you know, I guess I guess one thing was that when when uh, Taylor was in um, the team, as far as the offense goes, really seemed god awful. I mean, yeah. every every single time he took a snap, there were like three guys already in the backfield, and as soon as Baker was in, it was like a different team entirely. Well, I think that goes that goes to well, it goes to a few things. I think number one. Ba- Tyrod's indecisive. He, he's known to hold the ball a long time. Um, he takes a lot of sacks. Uh, what the Jets were doing was they were covering hard and fast. They were, you know, they were playing aggressive on the ball coverage for the most part, forcing uh, Tyrod to, you know, not be able to make a decision, and then sending someone in to him quick. And we just were not able to block. So they were basically they were forcing Tyrod to make a quick decision, which is something that he just he can't do. He doesn't do well. Um, and as soon as they tried that with Mayfield, they just picked him apart. I mean, the first throw was just an example of that. They you know they, they tried they tried to bring some pressure and they tried to, to to hold the guys at the line, but Baker just got that ball out so fast and in, in such a perfect spot that you know the first two passes you could see that that just, that was just not going to work with him. He was going to pick that apart, um, and he did pretty much all game. Uh, you know, whenever they, they sent they sent somebody to him, uh, you know, to him, he 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 read it, knew where it was coming from, and uh, identified where to throw the ball real fast. So, I mean, it was almost night and day. And I think, you know, I, we were talking about Donald. I think that's something that he's going to struggle with because it's not something he's great at. Um, his his benefit, you know, his best attribute is his ability, you know, his athleticism, his ability to get outside the pocket and make a throw. Um, but when you compare the two, the, obviously it's night and day when it comes to NFL level readiness, and it's to me it's just a little ironic that the guy that's starting uh, and the guy that I, no, I have no issue saying I still think is uh, a phenomenal prospect, and I, he was my guy in the draft. Uh, he's just not ready yet on the same level that uh, Baker is. Um, Baker is completely uh, an NFL starter. Um, I right now I, I know teams that would line up to uh, to take to take a shot and take a take a guy like that and have him line up under center for them. Um, so I guess, you know, overall the game itself was, was uh, you know, it was, just, it was just a great game, great feeling. Um, I can only imagine what it was like in the city afterwards. Um, I don't know if you happen to catch, uh, and we talked about it a little bit in the chow this week or yesterday, um, if you happen to catch the post game on the NFL Network. Uh, on Thursday night games what they do is they, they invite the player of the game back to talk with the analysts. Um, yeah, I saw it. Okay, and 
so Baker Baker got invited down to sit down with with Joe and and uh, Mike Irvin and uh, Reggie Bush, and it was just it was just really cool. Um, you know, uh, he's just a he's a humble kid. Uh, you know, he he thanked everybody. He he had kind words to say about uh, the play of all the guys around him. Damon Harrison, he, he he you know like that's a rookie out there. He's left tackle. He's never you know wasn't really expected to do all this. And look at him. He went out there and played a hell of a game. I mean, he you know like he he I, I love that. I, I love that he, you know, he had the wherewithal to be like, well, he could have been, you know, if that was Johnny Manziel, he would have been soaking in that in and it would have been all about him. But what did he try to do? He tried to turn around and congratulate all the guys on the team. You know, he had nothing but good things to say about Carlos Hyde. He wanted to say happy, you know, happy birthday and congratulations on the birth of his child. Like it, it, that was just, it was such a good feeling. And, and you know, like I, I did, you, did you, sorry, did you see Landry's post game interview? I actually haven't seen Landry's post game interview. If there's, is there anything like that I should know about it or? Um, uh, the sideline reporter chick from I don't know which network, whatever. I probably NFL network was interviewing him, and uh, I think just as he was asked, just as she was asking him him about Baker, Baker came around and bumped into Landry, and they left and hugged, and, and they stood together like arm-in-arm sort of thing, you know, arms over each of the shoulders and stuff. So there was really a sort of a a sense of uh, kind of friendship, camaraderie Mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, It was really cool to see. Uh, He, I mean, he, I I wouldn't say he's humble because I think he is, he is, um, he he's really confident, but he isn't an in-your-face cocky type of bastard that that would make make it annoying. Yeah, he, he he's the kind of confident person that uh, makes you confident if you're with him. Yeah, he's see. I guess one of the things that and I and I this to me plays into his just ability to you know like his overall football ability his ability to pick up the playbook and, and learn how to read a defense he's he's very well spoken uh, so he's clearly an intelligent kid um, you know he got up there and uh, and he carries himself very well in interviews and that's just going to go he's just going to go far with that obviously um, you know people are going to you know he's he's going to do well when any, whenever anybody questions him about anything, he's gonna—he's always gonna have a good answer. He's gonna carry himself well. Um, you know, you're not gonna see any of this Cam Newton march out of an interview kind of thing, or or uh, you know, uh, I, I'm trying to think of other guys, just not get like Tom Brady. Somebody asks me a question, I don't want to answer, and I'm, I'm gonna hang the phone up on them. Like Baker Mayfield is not gonna get rattled. I mean, and, and, and I'm comparing him to the two NFL MVPs and the guys who have been in the Super Bowl, but he's gonna carry himself very well his entire career if he if he carried himself like that after one week. Um, I will say that the that my favorite part, non-football related, was uh, the uh, you know so they bring him out of cake. Um, and, uh, you know, they cut him a slice of cake. He's cut himself up a slice of cake. And, and uh, um, I guess the, the female reporter, who I actually don't know her name, she's, she asked him, you know, would, uh, what would you, you know, would you, what would you say if Colin Coward was here? Was here? And he goes, well, I don't want to, I don't want to share any cake with that guy. Why would I want to do that? I thought that was hysterical. I, I, you know, I mean, I love that. 
I love the interview that he had with Coward. I think that he, you know, he basically laid out there that, you know, you got me all wrong, man, and, uh, and I'm going to prove it to you. And, uh, not only did he prove it to him, but he kind of gave him a little jab there. And like you said, you know, like, you got to have a little bit of cockiness when you, when you play that well. And, uh, he was humble when it came to his teammates, but when it came to somebody who was not really cool to him, he gave, he gave it to him. And I, and that was, that was awesome. I, I enjoyed that. Um, I think, you know, obviously there's, you know, there's a bright future for the kid, uh, and it's only going to mean really good things for the Browns in the future. So speaking of, uh, it's, we got, I guess now eight days away from, from, uh, what should be and what will be Baker Mayfield's first NFL start, uh, in Oakland, um, against a Raiders team that is, uh, somewhat, I won't say, Somewhat, but it is in quite a bit of disarray uh, with uh, John Gruden's uh, taking over the team. Um, what are your thoughts going into the Oakland game? Um, I think the most important thing is to uh, improve our defense against the run game because that's where we have struggled a bit on defense. So they have Lynch. Uh, I'm kind of worried about that, so that's one thing. I hope uh, we can improve special teams because I would really hate it if our team lost because of a gaffe on special teams. So uh, we should hopefully work on Greg's kicking because and maybe it's just me, but it, it kind of seems off. Uh, the blocking on special teams. And uh, it's weird, but I'm kind of confident about the offense uh, for some reason. Um, I know that there are going to be ups and downs, with, like with every quarterback, but um, I'm, I'm kind of expecting at least a solid performance from the offense. I kind of expect that, um, uh, as far as I know, because I don't really watch other teams, uh, I've read somewhere that uh, Oakland doesn't quite have a pass rush, especially with Kelly McGon. So I kind of hope that make Baker is gonna gonna be able to calmly dissect that defense, and I really hope that for the first time in quite a few years, the opposing defenses are going to have to respect the passing game, so they won't be able to stack the box against us like they did for the past, I don't know, four years. That's what what we've been seeing for so long uh, that I I, I almost see it as as a normal thing. And, uh, And I just really hope that the running game can finally get it really going because we have seen um, bits and pieces, flashes here and there, and and Hyde was really running well uh, Thursday night. So I hope to see more of that, and I hope we can get Chubb a bit more into it because when, when we talk about running, just purely running, I think he is a bit better than Hyde. Hyde is a more complete uh, running back, but Chubb, I think he is just fantastically talented when it comes to uh, 
north and south running. Uh, I think he ran like twice the entire game. And I think his second one was when he took the ball like two yards from the uh, right to the end zone. Yeah. Just before, well, not just before, but a few plays before high run. Yes. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. I think they have been in a disarray before Gruden came there. I remember being a bit flabbergasted by some of their selections during the draft. And uh, I don't know, uh, the whole team just just seemed weird to me. They are they are making weird decisions. That's that's what I get. That's that's sort of my fear. yeah. I I don't know what's going on with the Raiders as a whole as an organization. There's obviously the move is going to happen at some point soon. Um, they, they lost arguably their best player, uh, you know, and didn't really ever even come close to giving him a contract. Um, they're still a dangerous team. I mean, they're 0 two. Uh, this is a big game for them. It's a home game. Uh, going 0 3 would pretty much seal their fate. Um, you know, that would pretty much rule them out of any chance of making the playoffs. I mean, I guess it would be it would, it would be it would be their fourth game because they play Miami on Sunday, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if they're sitting at 0 and 2 uh, now, and if they play a 2 and 0 team in Miami, they could be looking at 0 and 3 and and you know, I mean, 0 and 3 is is pretty much you don't really have a lot to play for at that point. So it really depends on what happens for them at that, you know. But I will say that uh, after the first week, you'd have to question what they could do with their offense. Uh, like you said, they have Marshawn Lynch. They should be able to run the ball. They have a, a big offensive line. Um, you know, they still got Derek Carr, who's, who, you know, he played like an MVP for one year, but he's been up and down for a while now. Uh, they have talented wide receivers. I mean, Cooper's a Physically, there's no you can't question the guy's skills, uh, but he's had drop drops issues. Um, they haven't gotten the ball as much as they probably should uh, until last week, where he was targeted quite a bit and he had a pretty good game. Um, I will say this: uh, I have confidence that we can go in on the road and win a game now. Um, you know, this all being this could all be moved if. if Jackson decides that Tyrod Taylor is our starter moving forward. But, uh, you know, with Baker Mayfield on, you know, calling the shots behind the line, uh, with this defense, I feel that we can go into most buildings and be competitive. And against lesser teams like the Oakland Raiders, that we should be able to go in and win. Um, so I am, I am, I, I, I'm thinking here that we, we, we go to 2 1 and 1. Uh, and we're, you know, we're we're going to be sitting close to the top of the division after four weeks, um, and and realistically, have had could have had a shot to win all four games probably by the end of week four. Uh, I have a really, really, I mean, uh, no jinxing here, but I've had <laughs> this is about as good a feeling as I've had going into a game in a while, uh, and it's it's I, you know I hate to say it, but it's pretty much due to to, to six. You know he's going to be the guy. Uh, if he's you know if he's back there behind you know behind center, I have confidence that the offense will be able to move the ball. And with this defense, um, we should be able to keep ourselves in most games. And if we can score 20, 21 points, we should be able to win quite a few games. 
So I, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do another show where we'll give an actual prediction, uh, before the actual game because it's obviously not till next Sunday. Uh, but overall, I think, uh, I think we're looking good going into next week. I'll, I'll actually watch quite a bit of this, uh, Oakland and Miami game just so I can get a, a feel for what we're going to be up against next week. Um, but, uh, I, I, from what I've seen so far, I, I, I think that this is a game that we're going to go in and be able to win. Um, so I guess, uh, I guess where we're at now is we're just ready to wrap up. But, uh, I will say this, that, that there's one other thing that, um, I guess we didn't really talk about we, a couple of players that we didn't talk about this week that I really, um, kind of wanted to bring up. And obviously we talked a little bit about Hyde and just now, but, uh, Hyde had a phenomenal game, uh, for us and, you know, kudos to him on his birthday and the, the, the day that, uh, Carlos Jr. was born. Uh, so big ups to Carlos Hyde. Thanks for, for carrying the load and, and helping propel us to victory. And the one guy that I guess nobody really talked about, um, and I, it's, it's kind of sad that he wasn't out there for the win because if anybody deserved to be out there, um, it would be, uh, Christian Kirksey. I mean, there's, you know, your team captain, the guy that, um, has been there for, you know, for, for a while now. Uh, he has been a really, really good player for us. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to see him not out there. I think it's a big loss when he's not there, but, um, I, I really wish he was out there for the win. Uh, cause if anybody deserves it, it's definitely him. And, uh, I'm hoping he gets back on the field soon because, uh, you know, we, A, we need him and B, he deserves to be out there for some winning football. Um, so I guess that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much out of, of things to say here. Uh, fourth, if well, there's anything you want to add. Uh, I think, um, on the offensive side, uh, 81, uh, has been really solid for us. Uh, Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly so. Picked up I mean, Duke's fumble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the the way. Uh, so many lucky bounces. I hope this this won't end at at least for this year. But um, um, Duke has been a a bit more quiet than usual. But um, I I would prefer it if if our coaches would stop saying that they have to involve him more, and just did it. Yeah. Instead of talking about it. And speaking of walking the walk, uh, Landry was phenomenal, I yep. think. Absolutely. And he and Randall were dinked, had, uh, struggled with injury all through the short week. And, you know, that shit's contagious. So he didn't let. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> he didn't let it be there infecting the team, so I had just hoped that uh, you know winning is as contagious as that shit. So um, that and Burgess was I was I was sad to see him go down with the MCL uh, yeah. uh, sprain, but I'm glad that it's just a sprain. Uh, yeah, he was playing surprisingly well. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't expect that from him so what else i don't think i have much more to say but i'm uh, one one more thing i'm surprisingly i usually i'm deadly nervous about each upcoming game but not this time and this worries me i'm worried that i'm not worried 
<laughs> well, it, it, like you said, it, we've been so bad for so long that you know finally we're good, and now you're like, yeah, we're, we're gonna. This should be a team we beat. And I, listen, man, just just roll with the punches. I'm gonna enjoy this. You know, I, I'm excited. I I, I can't. I, you know, it sucks. I gotta wait ten days for 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 another game, but uh, I'm really looking forward to 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 next weekend and uh, and uh, Baker Mayfield's first start. So, oh I yes, mean, I, if 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 you says that Taylor is gonna start, as I as I told you, I'm gonna buy a ticket to Cleveland and handle it personally. I think you should. I I, I really do. I really do. Um, again, you know, like I said, this is a great. This is a this was a great show. It was great to come off a, a victory like we had Thursday night and to, to talk to you and and thank you to Easy for joining us. Um, this is always, as always is a lot of fun. Um, I will borrow a line from from our good friend Big Town Brown. Uh, Pittsburgh is all one and one and in last place in the AFC North. So fuck Pittsburgh. <laughs> and go Browns. Go Browns. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Kerryu, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.